Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lupin by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside... The other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're sprinting towards the finish line as we anticipate our next chapters, our next shows that we're going to be covering starting next week, For All Mankind, Season 4, and then the following week, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which Apple's pushing hard because they just had their October 30th random nighttime event where they unveiled their latest products. Scary fast. Scary fast. Um, yeah. Was that the tagline? Because they did it like before Halloween? Yeah, it was, it was scary fast. That's what I've been hearing. And they used it uh, in, the, uh, in the keynote. I like it. Um, yeah, ladies and gents, we'll be dropping this episode four and five or chapter four and five loop in coverage. And then we'll be dropping a six and seven episode this week. And then next week, we got some stuff planned for For All Mankind. We want to do some recaps of seasons one through three. Those may be individual episodes. And we'll probably do a trailer reaction because some of you out there love that sort of thing. And then we will be gearing for the monster show. That should have came out in October. They should have dropped Monarch Legacy of Monsters in October. Give us monsters, you know? Yeah. I did watch a scary movie. Uh, I, I watched uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which stars uh, Peter Malark or Josh Hutcherson, uh, for those who <laughs> haven't watched Hunger Games. Uh, creepy. Not that scary, though. I was hoping it would have been a little uh, freakier. But um, yeah, I feel like that would be a fun movie to just kind of like, if we could do like a watch party with people. Yeah. That would be a hilarious one to do it with, for sure. <laughs> so you could have finished it all all at night then, huh? I didn't. Uh, I uh, actually watched like the first 20 something minutes during nighttime. Then I was like, I'm, you know, going to be dreaming about, you know, possessed animatrons if I go to sleep. <laughs> uh, and so I watched the rest of it in the morning. But I'll be honest, it was kind of like I had to really push myself to get through it. Uh, it was not like I actually did a Peacock uh, subscription just to watch the damn thing. And then I found out after the fact that I had Peacock. So I paid for it for no reason. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah, that's there's that. But all right, let's get into it. Chapter three, I mean, chapter four and five. Uh, We're doing four and five because first and foremost, chapter four ends in a cliffhanger that I had to watch episode five, which was that Asan betrays the the best friend in the world. I, I think we all need a Ben. We all need a Ben out there because, you know, when you see that episode and you're seeing Ben with the bracelet and he gets to the end of the maze, right? Yep. And then there's just, it all comes together. You realize why Asan was dressed up as uh, as a landscaper earlier in the episode. And you're like, well, what's he going to do with the maze? Yep. It wasn't to escape, Zach. It was to plant a hedge that wasn't there so that Ben would run into it on his way out. Yeah. The sad look on his face, man. I, f- I felt bad for Ben just seeing him run, get to the end of the maze, hit a, hit a wall. And just process everything that happened. Also, have you thought about just squeezing through the the hedge? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. uh, I mean, that wasn't like that thick of a hedge. I I saw there was like you could you could squeeze through the corner. Come on. Well, I wonder if it was the type of hedge. Like sometimes those those hedge mazes have fences in the middle. I think. I wonder if it was like that because 
Damn it. I mean, yeah, if I felt the authorities were behind me, I guess I'd just squeeze through the hedge. But I've been <laughs> I've do been, anything I could. I've been through some of those hedge mazes, like like intense ones. I remember when I was a kid, I was stuck in one for hours. I couldn't find my way out. Wow. It was in Virginia. I don't know if it's as epic as it was. We were by the Luray Caverns and I was like seven years old. <laughs> I swear, I think my parents just needed a break from the kids. Because mm-hmm. it was me and my cousins just lost in this damn maze. What felt like two or three hours. Um, it was probably thirty minutes. But I, you know, just imagine being in a maze like from you know the Harry Potter Triwizard Tournament. That's what it felt like. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you know, I I heard something back in the day when I was a a, a wee little kid, a wee lad. Uh, yeah, about how to get out of a maze. I actually. Do you remember there was like a show? It was like Ronald McDonald and like had all of like the little characters, like the McDonald's characters in it. No, I don't think so. At least not. Okay. Not like that wasn't on my cable box. There, there was some. I mean, I rarely saw. There was like a show or a movie or something. And anyways, there was this maze, and I don't know why this this like one piece of information. I don't know if it's true or not. It's always stuck with me. Apparently, if you ever find yourself stuck in a maze, mm-hmm. the way to get out of a maze, <laughs> if you just put your hand like like. On, on like the right, I don't think it matters which side, but let's just say the right side, right? And you just walk, just keep walking and always keep touching the right side of the maze. Uh-huh. Like like the wall that, 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 you're, that you're next to, you'll eventually find your way out. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Because yeah. you'll always be able to keep tabs of where you are in the maze. Like you'll know, like you're never going to touch the same area again. You got to just keep on progressing. Even if you hit a exactly. dead end. You will eventually. I, I guess the same thing would work with with your hand on the left hand side too, right? That's that's what I thought too. Like I think it would work with either way, but I don't. Yeah. That that one little piece of information. Yeah, that is actually some the useful stuff. It, but it's interesting, right? If that bit of information helps one of you out there in a, in a dire situation, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you can hit us up on Patreon and put a little <laughs> note in there thanking us that you escaped alive. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's there are some situations in life like if you're at an abandoned hotel in the middle of winter and, um, you know, Jack's coming after you with an axe. You ever seen The Shining, Zach? Oh, I love that movie, yeah. Isn't that a maze at the end? That's where he's like the I little believe, boy. I believe it's a maze, yeah. Little boy. What's the little boy's name? Um, I forget his oh, name. Oh, I don't remember, man. The, the Red Rom, Red Rom, that kid. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's get into the episode. That's what the people are here for. And let's uh, kind of just keep, keep it high level of what we're talking about here in episode four and five, because we get the realization, which by the way, I know it's not like cracking a Sherlock Holmes case, but I'll be honest, when you see the flashback and you see Manon back in the day, yeah, I was like, that girl looks identical, (laughs) identical to the girl who has her head shaved in the future. And I'm like, it's got to be Keller. It has to be Keller who's buying all this. And sure enough, at the end of episode five, well, not even before then. We find out before San finds out, right? Yeah. That Keller well, is the one behind. Basically. Bas- yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a serious matter because, I mean, it's not like Asan is... He's never really mistreated Ben. Let's, keep, let's you know, set the record straight. He's never betrayed Ben for whatever reason, okay? Yeah. So, well, you made the comment off air that you're like, Ben's the best friend in the world. Because in episode yeah. five, I th- I'm assuming why you're saying it was because Ben refused to give up a son. Yeah, he's loyal, man. He's he's loyal even after being betrayed. Like he has that much trust in his friend that you know he's he's gonna pull through. Like there's a reason. Like 
It's, I, a, it's a lot of trust. I would assume, you know, that there's, I'm not going to say there's a limit to that trust, but he's assuming because Asan's never done him dirty in the past that we know of, mm-hmm. that Asan has some master plan because he always has a master plan, right? Yes. However, I will say Ben's entire business is done for, okay? That property that ever expands to the left and right, that is Asan's layer of... Uh, mm-hmm of escapades that has all his equipment and all his gear. I'm assuming that that is going to all be done away with now, right? Mm -hmm. Unless actually in episode five, when they do storm the place, they don't actually discover that. They don't discover the fact that, because Asan is behind the mirror when Sophia comes into the room. And so they actually don't discover his whole layer. But he did end up showing it to Gadira because they partner up which Kadir is a good guy, man. He he's actually able to put aside, you know, the law to help a more righteous cause, which is to save Asan's mother. Mm-hmm. Which, considering Asan grew up with Keller as his, you know, adopted father in a way, right? Yeah. He must really think that Keller's serious about this, or whoever's behind this is serious enough to betray Ben, right? But then again, he doesn't yeah. find out it's Keller until the very end of episode yeah, five. Doesn't. So he makes that decision to betray Ben before knowing how serious the person is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't know that you, that you have to know who the person is. I mean, if they true, if they have your mother, like they've at least gone through the extent of, or, or to the extent of kidnapping your mother. It, I mean, look, I... I'd probably trust that they might they might kill her or something if I don't do what they want. Like I I I could understand just you know kind of giving in to to that. It takes me back to a similar scenario. Oh, that's interesting. Do you remember uh, from a previous podcast of ours a character who had to make a tough decision between betraying a loved one to save his mother's life? It sounds vaguely familiar. Why don't you refresh me? I'll give you the first letter of his name M. What's the show? Oh, come on. This is an easy one. This, is our, <laughs> this was our first show. Why can I not think of it? <laughs> yeah, you must be having a brain fart, sir. I am, man. It's, it, it's, been, it's been one of them weeks, one of them months, you know. Well, I got, I got baby brain. You can't, I'll, I'll you help can't you out. Michael from Peaky Blinders when he has ah, to make a very difficult yes. call. Uh, we yes. won't spoil that for you. But if you want to catch our Peaky Blinders coverage... You can see the Michael and Luca Chang- Changretta dilemma that occurs in season three, four, no three, three, yeah, three. It's one of them. It, it's it's yeah, three. Or it's four. it's much better on second watch. I'll say that it was it was better than I re- than I remembered. No, four. It's four. Season season four. Um, yeah. All right, let's continue onward here. Claire has a growing curiosity as Raul does. I, I'm going to give Raul credit here, right, for starting this whole, you know, persistence to believe that Asan is alive. And so Claire starts diving in to Lupin herself by going to the library, checking out books in disguise because she's probably the second most recognizable face in all of France at the moment. There's t-shirts of Asan all throughout the library and her face is just scattered throughout all the tabloids. Yeah. And let's not forget that almost everybody in the library is going to the Lupin section mm-hmm. uh, to find uh, to find some of the books and look for clues themselves. Are they looking for clues, 
or are they just into the series of Lupin because he's created this um, obsession, so to speak, with the the lore of the series, right? I I think if you're into Lupin, you have to be looking for clues. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Like, it, it would be like being, like, imagine being that into, like, Sherlock Holmes and seeing some big event and just going and be like, oh, I'm going to go read all these books and not for a moment thinking about, like, different clues and different patterns and I'm trying to identify things. Like, I imagine to some level, like, you're you're looking for something other than just a, a good read. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to agree. I do, it would be cool to see a character who's kind of like a, well, I guess we do have that character in Gadira. He knows Lupin so well that he's able to pick up on Asan being alive before really having the proof that Asan is alive. Yeah. By being yeah, able to quote that book. Patterns. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, he's like, oh, this has happened before. Well, he's Lupin. Lupin doesn't die, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen. Well, in this book, this happened. I mean, to the point of, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. He knows a lot about Lupin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it seems Asan's also left some clues for Claire, right? Of how to find out whether he's alive or not as well. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know that he left it for Claire because he, he seemed to be so uh, into the fact that he didn't and doesn't want Claire to to know that he's alive, at least not now. I think he had intended to uh, earlier on uh, until his mother was kidnapped. I do think everything changes now with Ben being betrayed and now a criminal, right? Like he's, cause he's always been the, the face that's been absolved, right? He's always had, you know, plausible deniability with everything that's occurred, right? Mm-hmm. But now he's officially a, um, an accomplice, so to speak, right? Yeah. So you figure, even if these guys save Asan's mother, there's no scenario where the French can just, throw their laws out the window and not put these two in jail. So this is has to begin not only a life on the run for Hassan, but a life on the run for Ben. And then if Claire and Raul want to join, then they also will have to choose to be on the run for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Claire didn't want to go on the run before. Seems Claire doesn't want to, but Raul definitely seems interested in this and taking it after his father. If, you asked me. Yeah, I mean, he's always been interested in the the, the Lupin books that um, his dad gave him. Um, he, I mean, he dead. I mean, I imagine anybody's gonna want to find out that your dad's not actually dead. Um, that 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 would be a nice thing to learn. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, he he, he always seems interested in the Lupin books. He he loves the mystery. He loves trying to identify these things and and learn the truth. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. Unless Hassan did something incredibly horrible to Keller, the truth is, in my opinion, that this was just a pure vindictive plot for Hassan to have to betray Ben, right? To actually Mm -hmm. spend the years of your life that Keller would have had to have spent to plan something like this means that something drastic happened between him and Hassan that Mm -hmm. we've yet to find out and we'll probably find out between chapter six and seven. Um, but you you know you think about it, this whole ploy, everything, even Hassan is like lightly trying to let Ben know it had to be this way. There was no other way. Like he's telling Ben, he's slipping in kind of subtle hints, right? That Ben realizes yeah. only after he's arrested 
that Hassan always intended to pin this on Ben. Yeah. Do you think Hassan uh, did something with Menon? No, I don't. Um, I think that was just Bruno's way of... He's a jealous son, right? He doesn't have a family. He's kind of an orphan. And mm-hmm. and now Asana's the star child. And like, you know, kids who are still developing their character, whatever he turns out to be, right? There's there's pivotal moments in like the forming of character, right? For Bruno yeah. in that moment, he decided that to let that jealousy lead to um, betraying his friend, right? Because he starts by betraying Asan by mm-hmm. making up a lie to Keller. Now, we may find out that that lie was actually true, that he was doing something with Manan. Manan seemed a little bit into Hassan in that flashback. Um, And one would wonder the way Keller treats everybody around that facility, whether that relationship with Manan is consensual, so to speak. Um, Mm. Because he kind of rules that place with an iron fist, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, literally like forced these kids to fight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you made a good point about that, that it wasn't so much encouraged. It was a required boxing match where they were both mm-hmm. going to be kicked out uh, of yeah. the ring. No. I will say this. There is something to, to two friends fighting. I don't think like this though. I think it's more when you meet, when, when some stranger is like fighting with you, that you could form a friendship with that person on a different level, like a different kind of respect. But I don't know about a friendship level like this where... Bruno and Hassan, like this is leading to a bigger event, right? And it seems to have led to something because we get hints of that something happened worse than this, right? Um, yeah. Now, what that is, uh, I'm very intrigued to find out, but I, I do wonder at what point this whole plan came to mind for Keller where he was targeting Hassan's mother, right? Who would have mm. who would have been the one to to tell Keller that Asano was actually alive? It had to have been Bruno, possibly. That's what I would imagine. Uh, I mean, I would imagine Bruno would be the one to give him up. Yeah. Also, I mean, the the fact that I mean, this seems it seems so personal that it makes me wonder if if it was because of something that Asan did with Manon. I mean. Why? He, but Manon, be, but, but Manon is still working friend. with Keller. You get me? Like, if, yeah, if, if but it I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that they couldn't have moved on from something, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. If it was that, like, think about it. If you're gonna go after the, this guy for doing something with her, right? Yeah. How would you? And you're not over that. You're she, you're just chilling, working with her, letting her kind of roam freely. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Yeah. I, I, he doesn't seem like the guy who would just point. let one stay and the other one not. I think it had something to do with either Hassan stealing from him, or uh, or something. Maybe maybe Keller went to prison for a mistake Hassan made. I don't know. I don't know mm. what it could have been. Um, it does. It to me, it does kind of point in the direction of Keller going down for a crime. Uh, okay. We do. We do know that on the flashback, Claire doesn't like Keller very much. So perhaps yeah, there's know. a growing rift there because we know Hassan ends up with Claire, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. p- maybe something got in the way there. Maybe Keller put her at risk. Hassan had to make a tough choice, blah, blah, blah. And now Keller ended up in prison for like 20 years or some crap. And then, <laughs> you know, he comes back <laughs> out with a the, with the vengeance, which I'm all for, right? Because this show kind of needed that overarching villain, right? 
We were missing, yeah. you know, Pellegrini was that for season, for part one and part two, right? But yeah. we were missing that for the direction of where the show is going in now. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to see somebody from, you know, his past, from like, you know, far back in his past before, uh, I mean, before anything we've seen already. Like, I like that it's not... Um, Pellegrini again or something. Yeah, it's, like, it's oh, nice to get a little break from that. You no, know, you see Pellegrini in this prison cell, like you know, rubbing his hands together, and yes, I got him this time. <laughs> you know, something like that. Well, yeah. uh, the plan in episode five is to coordinate this sting operation with Gadira to sell or to buy the Monet painting that he knows that Keller is going to have to, or the guy who's in charge of this group is going to have to sell in order to get the money, right? Yes. So that's the plan here is to kind of have this sting operation so that San can get to the bottom of who is behind this. And it does lead to Manan seemingly getting arrested. Um, where do you think that goes? I, I imagine it would make um, Keller kind of go off the deep end. I mean, I imagine like, like you're, you're going to up the ante, right? You, you've got his, his love arrested. Do you think she's going to be as loyal as Ben and not snitching on Keller? Because that's what they seem to be setting up here, right? Like, who's more loyal? Is the Keller who rules with an iron fist loyal and through fear? Or Asan who trusts his friends and trusts people? He even trusts the damn dog when he was, you know, faking his death to carry the key. Buried, buried alive, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, we always do see a lot of parallels, right, between between storylines. Mm-hmm. Maybe she will be as uh, as loyal as as Ben is so far, at least. I don't know if he's going to crack under pressure. There's only a few things that Asan has seems to have a code with. He never calls the police for help for the most part, right? Except here, where he's working with Kadira. Yeah, sneaks into his office. Hey, what's up? Yes. But even in doing so, he has a code that he will not go, like he will not go down until his plan is come to fruition. And he doesn't seem to be scared of going to jail because he's the type of guy who seems like he can escape any sort of jail situation. He's already been in jail before and escaped. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but he does manage, just like even in the midst of kind of screwing Gadira over by replacing the recording on his phone, he hooks Gadira yeah. up with Sophia who seems to be uh, equally interested in Gadira the way he is in her by uh, yeah. planting that recording of, of him confessing <laughs> his love for her at the restaurant. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I loved the scene here with Hassan sneaking into the office. Into Gadira's office? Yeah, into Gadira's office. It was, it was just a fun fun moment. It was, it's like, it was like watching a little, little boy meet his hero, you know? Yeah, because you get the sense that Gadira, like, at the same time as needing to arrest Asan, it's like his role model, you know? It's like everything yeah. he wanted to be as a kid, you know, no if matter what. If you were Gadira, would, uh, would you have thrown away your career to help uh, Asan or Lupahan? Or would you have been, like, a stickler and just be like, he's in here. Give me some cuffs. More. I, I think I would have found a way... To do both the way Gadira does, you know, hmm. like because the thing is, is that you don't know if you're Gadira, you don't know if this guy's actually noble or not, right? But you get the sense that he's not like just a a thug. 
he's he, like he has a code yeah. of honor. He's not like doing things that are, you know, morally wrong. He's not killing anybody. Um, like he never he never crosses the line into the truly criminal, in my opinion. Right? Even yeah. the stuff that he steals, you know, for the most part, is stolen through like kind of corrupt means in certain ways. Now that's the way they paint it, and that's the way they show us the scenes in the show. The reality of that may be different, right? In his earlier career. But, uh, I was going to say, who knows what he did in the past. <laughs> but I would try to find a way that absolves me so that I don't have to go to prison. Like, uh, prison is not a place a cop wants to go to. You know, like that is no. not a place you want to go to. So, especially if you sent half the people that are in there, there. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would not, I wouldn't want to be hanging out with them either. Yeah, I feel like I would need, like, do the same thing, like get the confession, all those sorts of things. And then, like, I'm possibly going to get more from Hassan than I would have gotten if I just arrested him straight up. You know, mm-hmm. and then if I arrest him, I might be culpable for his mother dying. You know what I mean? Like, there's multiple things there. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to think that I'd help Hassan. You know, I'd like to think I'd help Hassan too. Like, it sounds it sounds so much fun to just you know be on a caper and you know, just I don't know, man, just gonna dress up and, and make all these big time criminals look like fools. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna buy that twenty million dollar Monet. With yeah. fake money because they're not going to check the bills and make sure they're real or anything. Justin Avisto. Unless I was wondering if Hassan actually had that amount of money on him or if they just had like I a. Don't, I don't know. Because it was $20 million, dollars, right? That. And they just it like. Was $20 million. It's all here. He just looked at it for a second and it was like, yeah, it's here. I don't. I mean, every time uh, Hassan has bought something for a lot of money, he's never had the money. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how it could be real. Did you feel bad for Ben in prison when Claire completely emotionally manipulates him to get the information that Hassan's alive? Yeah. Did you feel like, yes. damn, Hassan screws him, now Claire is screwing him? Yeah, I, was, like, I felt bad for him. I was him. like, damn, man, I just kick this guy while he's down. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he's not even just down, like he's beat up. Yeah, he's, he's like, like got, he, cuts for real, his man. Face, like, goodness Manipulate him yeah, and then you true. tell him like, yeah, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> Lord knows what's happening to Ben in prison, you know? Yeah, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think it's... Because, you know, the assumption I always have with prison is that, like, you know, people are getting raped in there left and right, like, in the showers and stuff like that. I've heard it does happen quite a lot. And Ben looks like, like a kind of soft dude. He's very soft. He's very... He's a small I'll guy. Because like, think about it. If you imagine if that stuff's going down, like he's getting the crap beaten out of him, and hopefully that's the worst of it. Like, hopefully it ends at the beatings, right? That the cops yeah. break it up and, you know, whatever. But could you imagine if, if it was worse and he's still staying loyal to Hassan? Like, I, you know, that's like not the best friend in the world. That's like name the show after him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just Ben. Just, <laughs> it's just kind of a boring ass name. I think we but should yeah, change the show, the show logo. Ben. <laughs> ben. Man. All the beatings and the cuttings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, now you remember shit <laughs> from Peaky Blinders. Well, yeah, I, I don't mind. Like, I, I literally sat there. That was a Peaky Blinders like, reference, folks. And Zach's now yeah. his baby brain is. is a, you don't understand. We've all, me and him have probably each rewatched Peaky Blinders like at least two or three times through. Um, three or four. Yeah. Individually. I'm doing it again right now. Are you? Where are you in, in the series now? I think I just got to season four. Oh, I think season six finally came out on Apple TV Plus. So I bought it like a month ago. Do you know? You know it's streaming on Netflix for free? Yeah, but I want to own it. And it I'm hasn't been on Apple TV for like years. It finally came out. So I we know, should, but I, I want to own it, man. I'm like, nah. I feel like, like I, I like to own my movies and own my shows. Yeah, I get you. On a cloud that 
could be ripped away it from could you be ripped any apart. moment. Yeah, I've I've kind of so I like the idea of digitally owning everything, but recent yeah. but recently, um, I've been thinking about going back, getting back into collecting Blu-rays of things, analog. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, simply it's it's like longevity. You know, just you actually own the physical. But I like the well, digital thing. I just wish there was a nicer way to display it. You know. I agree. The digital thing is cool. I wish there were a nicer way to display it. I wish there was like, I don't know, some more official like looking proof yes. of ownership or, or, or something like that where it's like- Put it on the blockchain. You could have confidence that it wouldn't be just taken away from you. The other thing I don't like about the digital stuff is as times change, if the thing that you own is digital, a company can just go back and- put new disclaimers in front of it or change something or if they want to change something. And that True. I don't like, like I like to have like, look, this is like a, a rasterized, like rendered version that cannot change. Like, cannot it can't altered. just be manipulated on a whim. That's the only issue that I really have with anything digital. It's you just the, that, that idea of like permanence doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Also the, um, I have always felt, or I always wished, okay, that every like that a physical copy should come with a digital copy. Personally, yes, one hundred percent. You're buying it. Like, why do you have to like rip, like make me pay twice for the same thing in different mm -hmm. formats? It's stupid. Yeah, I, I've always wanted that to be the case. Even if it was like that, the physical version was ten bucks more, but you also had a digital version. Like, I would kind of be into that because I'd have both. I wouldn't have to be switching mm -hmm. discs in and out. You know, um, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's a tangent. Um, if I remember correctly, some some Blu-rays though did come with a code back in the day, and you could download a digital version. Back in the day, yes, because that's I had Interstellar on uh, like a an outdated Sony thing that's been sunsetted already, and uh -huh. um, and I also own it on Blu-ray. So yeah. like it's weird, weird stuff like that. They should do that though. They should go back. Like I always felt like books also. Like if I buy a physical book. I should Give be able to get digital. The, I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Same. Or the audio book. You know, like I want whatever version of this, like I want all of the versions, you know? Especially when there's like no cost to them to have the digital version. Exactly, like, exactly. Come on. 100%. I had, I had a point I wanted to bring up before <laughs> I, we round out the episode and look forward. Um, Oh, actually, first and foremost, you want to talk about this coat guy who they go and take pretty much his operation from... You know, when they go to rob the bracelet in episode four, I'm assuming yeah. that that coke guy, that employee's life is ruined because if you're investigating a scene, you're assuming that that guy's in on it. He would be, yeah, he'd be the first person I would look into 100%. Also, like, I mean, I'm not familiar with how much like French money's worth and all of that, but I find it hard to believe that you're going to be able to. I mean, I feel like you'd have to be able to sustain the rest of your life on whatever was in that envelope. And <laughs> I hope so, it's bro. It's probably fake. <laughs> no, it can't be fake. You think Assange put putting fake sure? money in there, man? Yeah. I don't know. I mean- I think these I, guys got a I ton mean, of money, come man. On. I think these guys got a ton of money. I don't even think that that layer is their only layer. Similar to how they had that storage unit earlier yeah. in like one of the earlier parts of Lupin. Like, I think that they got multiple layers. Like, the, this, this is a, the onions just unpeeling. Yeah, they keep peeling back. In the back of the I don't know. I, 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 let, let, let's say the money's real and we're not skeptical about that. Like, I just don't find that 
I don't think that would be enough money to sustain your life. Like that guy lives in a nice place. Like I wish I lived in a place that looked that nice, but no. You know what's no, funny? I live in the U.S. Is the uh, <laughs> well, you live in a section of the U.S. that the amount of money that you need to buy a nice place. Oh my God! It's, is ridiculous. It By the way, uh, Goldman, Goldman, Goldman Sachs, and um, I think Wells Fargo or another major bank predicted an incoming housing crisis. I mean, it's insane what's going on with the prices right now. Yeah, the interest rates, but kills you. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Did, you're not really familiar with video games that much, like developers and like the world of video game development, but the no. the disguise that Gadira has on makes him look a lot like Hideo Kojima, like the uh, the creator of Metal Gear Solid. I think it's like the same exact haircut. <laughs> like if I can look this up real quick. That's funny. He looked. He looks familiar to me, but. I don't know who he looks like. Yeah, I'm sending you a picture of Kojima. Just imagine him with like gray hair and you can kind of see it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, whenever I saw him, it I does like, kind of look like him. <laughs> I was like, this looks just like Kojima for some reason. But minus the beard, obviously. Um, yeah. All right, so where do you think this show is going from here? Because we have Raul who discovers the tunnel, who, which I'm assuming leads to Claire also knowing at the same time, right? Yeah. We have Keller being realized by Hassan as being truly behind this. Manan yeah. is probably going to be interrogated by the police as to who's behind everything. Um, ben is still in prison, getting the shit beat out of him every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, just goodness gracious, man. Lunchtime. Oh, man. Jeez. Um, and yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Gadira and... and Sophia, I put Gadira and all the journalists like on the same kind of boat. All those storylines have to come together. Where do you see this heading? Well, I feel like we're we're on the path to see Claire and Raul get back with Hassan. Okay. Um, I mean, they they just won't give this up. They do, won't. Do you think they get used against him in any way in this season again? <sighs> I would hope not. That they don't do that again. Like, does Keller have any sort of you know? Look, I I Ethics. could see it. I mean, he he's gone after Hassan's mother, right? Yeah. Like this, like whatever this is, feels very personal. He's got no limits. Like it, it, it really feels. Per I mean, he's kind of a major douchebag too. Yeah. I mean, and I know we've got what a couple episodes left of the of the season to see how it all develops. But I mean, the bits that we've seen of him thus far, like he's a he's a douchebag. I mean, every time like Claire stay Claire can see straight through him. Um stands out to him and you know he, he gets he's so angry right um plus i mean we know keller and claire have a, have a little bit of a past too where keller's just generally pissed off with her and unhappy with her um so i i, I think we're on on the on the path to see claire and raul get back together with asan mm -hmm. i i don't think Manon is going to crack. Okay. I don't. I think Asan is going to figure this out on his own, like with his own wit and luck or whatever you want to say that he has. Well, he has to break Ben out of prison. Like in order to make things right, he has to break Ben out of prison. He has to bring down Keller, free Manon, because I think he's going to try to help Manon out. Bruno's going to get involved somehow, right? 
maybe helping get Ben out of prison. And then Claire and him have to, and Raul have to dip. Unless this all doesn't get resolved by the end of part three and we head into part four continuing this saga, which I think is the most likely scenario here. They've built Keller up too much to resolve this in two more episodes for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know. I feel like it's moving kind of fast. They're like, gonna, I mean, they're going to do the invasion treatment. We're going to, Hassan's going to wake up and say, you know, I can sketch the inside of Keller's his mind, <laughs> his uh, criminal lair. I can draw a map to where he yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it is kind of moving a little quickly, but I feel like I felt the same way in the first part. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was only five chapters. Yes. And, uh, I mean, well, it carried on for another chapter. Mm-hmm. So, or another another part, I should say. Okay. So, who knows? All right. Shall we uh, get into some categories here? Let's get into some categories. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a a new one into the mix since we're covering two episodes. Which episode was better, four or five? Four hundred percent. You think? What yeah. makes you What makes you say that? Um, the Ben betrayal caught me so off guard that uh it's the better episode of the two in my opinion i was so shocked because we were on track mm-hmm. to do these in episodes individually but then i yeah. texted you like i don't know when i texted you but i was like you got to watch both because i did I, wa- I did the i did the no-no i watched two episodes instead of watching one at a time you know that's it's okay i've i forgive you Thank you were you. right though that the two episodes do go together very well yes i'm gonna go with Episode five, I thought episode, episode four was great. Like, don't get me wrong, but I really liked episode five. I thought it was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt a little better because he didn't betray Ben. Um, seeing Yusuf's, uh, y- y- you know, outfit and, uh, his, you know, his, his involvement in this, it was fun. I liked, I, I was happy to see uh, uh, Yusuf back in the game, right? And then... I also thought the the reveal was, you know, very interesting that the villain is Steve Harvey. He does look like Steve Harvey, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, <laughs> it would be hilarious if it actually was. Um, <laughs> damn, it caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> it's all I could think about the moment I saw <laughs> saw this. The mu- it's Claire. the mustache. It's the mustache. I, it, it, that's all it is. It's, it's the, the mustache. Head, the it's just like the ca- all I can think of. You know, uh, but no, episode four episode. would have been like a pull your hair out, frustrating mid-season finale if they wanted to. That would have been like, you think about it. Uh-huh. Imagine that as if they would have cut it off and said, you know, part four coming Tune out in, in January, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it, exactly. that's how it ends. It ends in such a way that it could have been like a mid-season finale. I wonder if there was discussions, but all right. Yeah. The the only the thing that's that saved us on for me at the end of episode four i think looking back on it was the fact that he he stayed to watch i feel like if, if he just left and then it was showing you all of like the the cut betweens of like what happened you'd be like 
Yeah. Wow. Well, doesn't Ben almost like look up at him in the window? He does. Yeah. He yeah. sees him in the window. Yeah. I have a, um, what's it going to say? Yeah. I, I honestly, we're going to, the next episode of this, I'm watching six and seven straight through. So the next podcast episode, <laughs> folks, watch the next two, finish it with us. And we're going to just do a tackle of, of episode or chapter six and seven and tackle it because I'm not going to be able to stop at six. I'm, I'm going to just have to go through and get to the finale. I don't know about you. If but, it's um, anything like 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 this duo of episodes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so expect definitely. that, folks, later on this week, probably closer to Friday. And also stay tuned because we're dropping For All Mankind. We're going to go into a full shift. The whole podcast, the whole channel's changing. It's going to be all For All Mankind and Legacy of Monsters within the next two weeks. And we got a lot of For All Mankind stuff coming. Zach is the, I'd say he's the more resident expert of For All Mankind since he's the one who got me into that show. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to lean on him on, uh, on For All Mankind to, to, you know, help me remember everything that occurred. Anyways. I feel like I actually remember a decent amount of it, which is nice for once. Baby brain uh, coming through. <laughs> We've also <laughs> added a new feature to the channel that we're going to be unveiling very soon. And that is live stream. We have found some great tools to introduce that into the channel. We're also going to be able to have some capabilities down the road. We don't know when down the road. But all of you who are loyal Patreon members, paying, subscribing, Patreon members who support the show, you will have an opportunity through segments in the show to chime in, perhaps for a supporter-only segment where you come on and we ask you about the show, what you thought. And uh, yeah, I think that that's a pretty cool thing. We have the ability now with a certain software that we're using in order to bring on guests onto the show, which I think is really dope. And I think the live stream format is just, I, I love the rawness of like live, yeah. you know, uh, my whole life I've always loved like just, uh, you got to get it right while the cameras are rolling. Like I, I love that. I feel like doing it live. <laughs> uh, so we won't be able to like edit out anything that we say, whether controversial or not, but we don't shy away from the controversial, right Zach? No, not at all. We've covered some shows. Yeah. Anyways. Let's move out of here. Stay tuned. Loop in. We cap it this week. Zach's, we're going to change the, the show, the thumbnail to Story Archives soon because I'm sick of seeing it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it needs to change. <laughs> it needs to change. So uh, that will be changing soon. And maybe the title of the podcast again will be changing, which we know frustrates some of you out there. But we're going to decide. We're going to see which one is better for all mankind or Legacy of Monsters. I'm leading Legacy of Monsters personally. That's going to be the theme. That'll be the focus for the next uh, month or two months. Legacy of Monsters would be a very different show for us to uh, to start. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I haven't watched I, a show of this type from Apple or really any streaming. I'm going to say something that I didn't want to say, but it's what I honestly feel. I think that this is going to be our biggest show since Silo. I think it's going to be that kind of a hit for Apple. I think that's what this Legacy of Monsters is, is probably going to turn into. Well, we shall see. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of Lupin by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts. We are on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can visit our website at soapbox.house. Email us at contact at soapbox.house. And there is a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time, have a good week. <laughs>